Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for Monday, November 29th, 2021. I'm Jackson Bird. Today, are influencers' aesthetic choices for their kids threatening their brain development? Probably not, but the science behind it is kind of interesting. Plus, pub goers in England got stranded for three days with an Oasis tribute band. And there's a maple syrup shortage, but don't worry, Canada was ready for it with their emergency maple syrup reserves. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. Even if you're not on Instagram or TikTok or Pinterest, you've probably noticed it. A growing trend of neutral monotones in kids' fashion and decor. Wooden toys, mini adult outfits, baby nurseries entirely in beige. Kids look way more on trend these days, starting from before they even exit the womb in the case of many would-be influencer parents. For the Instagram mom, their kids would never be photographed wearing a t-shirt with their favorite cartoon character on it. The bedrooms they show off in their stories aren't the bright primary colors of the 80s or even the overly gendered pink or blue pastels, but rather a flat, neutral color scheme, devoid of kids' paraphernalia to the extent that you'd be forgiven for mistakes taking it for a grown-up's room if it weren't for the crib. This trend toward light shades of beige and gray has been growing for a while now, and the judgment against it has grown commensurately. The main arguments boil down to not letting kids have stuff they actually like in favor of making your aesthetic look good for the gram, and especially in the case of those flat, neutral baby nurseries, hindering infants' brain developments. Now, on the surface, they might be slightly valid concerns, but Amelia Tate over at Wired UK dug into those critiques and countered with the argument that they're really just yet another way that moms are being judged too harshly. But let's talk about that brain development thing. I remember hearing forever ago that highly contrasting colors are good for babies' brain development, that in fact the best colors you could pick to paint a baby's nursery would be red and black. But unless you're devoted to raising the next Dimebag Daryl, you probably wouldn't go that extreme for a baby's room. And this idea that babies need contrast is related to a misconception that babies can only see in black and white. Tate clears that up with the assistance of some experts, quoting Wired, It's a myth that babies only see in black and white. Developmental color scientist Alice Skelton wants to make that clear. Skelton, a research fellow at the University of Sussex's Baby Lab who studies infant color perception, explains that babies have the same three color receptors in their eyes as adults, but these receptors don't work in exactly the same way. Until they're three months old, babies can't reliably see blues and yellows, but many are able to make out bright reds from birth. Their color vision is generally worse than an adult, so they need a much bigger difference between two colors to be able to see it. It's kind of like the saturation dial on the world has been turned down, Skelton says. In practice, this means pastel nurseries look just the same as gray or white to babies. A color needs to be fairly saturated in order for a baby to see it. This is why children's toys are traditionally so brightly colored, though Skelton says that because babies are drawn to contrast, black and white toys also appeal. Babies like high contrast because their vision is just generally poorer. The world is a lot blurrier, so it's a reliable thing that they can pick out of the fog, she says. Skelton has also done studies demonstrating that babies spend longer looking at intense colors than those that are washed out, end quote. 
Okay, so some of these aesthetic nurseries whose biggest contrast is between cream and eggshell white probably aren't cutting it. But just because babies like the contrast doesn't mean it's actually crucial to development. Are aesthetic babies really missing out on anything long term? Tate points to a 2007 Norwegian study of people born above the Arctic Circle, quote, comparing those who had been born in the autumn, when prolonged darkness meant they were exposed to lots of artificial light, to those born in the summer, when there is no night. The scientists found that adults who had been born in the autumn showed an overall decrease in color sensitivity and argued that the environmental impact on color vision may act early in infancy, in all likelihood during the first months of life. So, Skelton says, there clearly are ways that your perception is shaped by your perceptual history, but we don't yet know much about less extreme examples, end quote. And the color scheme of a nursery is much less extreme because it's not like the baby is in there 24-7. That said, Skelton, for her part, doesn't think these aesthetic nurseries are the best for babies. They probably can't quite see the difference between so many things in so similar of colors, and they like seeing things. They like looking for new things and taking in new information. So Skelton says it's, quote, a bit of a shame to not offer that to them. But there is another perspective— Tate also spoke to Trisha Scholar, a psychology professor who studies infant brain development, who says that decorating a baby's room in a way that is exciting to the parent can cause the baby to also enjoy it and learn more deeply through something called joint attention. Joint attention is when parents and kids focus on the same object. Scholar says dividing the home into kids-only spaces and adults-only spaces actually isn't as beneficial as combining them, and therefore fostering that joint joint attention that helps babies and young children learn. And if kids' decoration and toys being designed in a nice enough way that they can be left out in those mixed spaces is what it takes for some families to have that, then Scholar thinks it's a great thing. And I'd also add that, yes, a lot of these moms are doing it just for the aesthetic. But what I mean by that is what you see in the photos is only what it looks like for the photo. Just outside the frame is probably a mess of brightly colored toys that usually litter the floor. The kid might wear pajamas with fun characters on them most days, but those just aren't the outfits the influencer mom is posting. It doesn't mean their whole world looks like what they're putting online. At the end of the day, Tate emphasizes that there's no single right way to raise kids, and that both in person and online, there's often way too much judgment levied on moms. So long as the kid is getting as much love and nurturing off-camera as the parent tries to make it seem on-camera, there's no need for concern. The United Kingdom has been hit with their first winter storm of the year, leaving half a million homes without power and at least three people dead so far. Northern Power Grid says it's one of the worst impacts from a storm they've seen in 20 years. The high winds and huge snowfall stranded drivers and left some trains unable to run. My personally favorite British reality show, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, which airs every single night for three weeks in a row, had to cancel its shows over the weekend and evacuate its celebrity contestants due to the storm, something it has never had to do in 21 years. Giving the ordeal a bit of levity, however, is the extraordinary case of the Tan Hill Inn, the highest pub in England. 
On Friday night, pubgoers ended up stranded as the blizzard took a turn for the worst. Three-foot snow piles blocked the pub's exits, and local authorities declared it unsafe to drive on the roads. So seven inn employees, 60 patrons, and all six members of an Oasis tribute band were stranded for the night. And when the next day came... Nothing had changed, nor the next day. In total, the pubgoers and band were at the Tanhill Inn for three nights, only having left in the early hours of this morning. Some did manage to escape early. Some off-roaders came by who took a few people back home to their young children, and a mountain rescue group evacuated one man with a medical condition. But 50 patrons were left at the Tanhill Inn, waiting for roads to be cleared of snow and downed trees and power lines. Fortunately, being an actual functioning inn, some of the patrons had booked rooms there and others had their motorhomes on site. For the rest, the inn pulled together spare mattresses, couches, and linens to sleep on. There was also plenty of food to eat since the inn stocks up for the winter. Most of it was on the house, but the stranded patrons helped wash dishes and organized a collection tin for the staff. And one reason the Tanhill Inn stocks up for the winter is because this apparently isn't the first time this has happened. In fact, a 2006 17 article claims that people have been snowed in at the Tanhill Inn upwards of 50 times just since 2005. The pub is at the very top of a hill in Richmond in North Yorkshire in a very remote location, and the establishment dates back to the 17th century. It's become so famous for getting snowed in that in 2017, the British grocery chain Waitrose actually made a commercial inspired by the pub, showing people snowed in on Christmas Day. As far as I can tell, no one has actually been snowed in at Tanhill Inn on Christmas, but some patrons were snowed in on New Year's Day in 2010. So, the Tanhill Inn is uniquely prepared for this kind of situation. To pass the time this past weekend, the bar organized pub quizzes, karaoke, movie screenings, and the Oasis tribute band Noasis played a few encore sets. Being stuck in a pub for three days with an Oasis tribute band... What a story. And despite a bit of cabin fever, at least according to social media posts from the pub and from some stranded there, it does seem like everyone has kept in good spirits and really bonded throughout the ordeal. General Manager Nicola Townsend said they've even talked about doing a reunion next year. If you've had any trouble finding maple syrup recently, you're not alone. Demand is up and supply is down. 73% of the world's maple syrup comes from Quebec, but a shorter and warmer spring sugaring season meant production was down this year. Part of why maple syrup is so highly valued, according to the Washington Post, is because it requires very precise conditions, conditions that producers had trouble meeting this year, quoting the Post. Sugar maples, the most common maple tree species for syrup, grow almost exclusively in the northern and northeastern United States and in the Canadian southeast. Trees must be mature, typically 30 to 40 years old, before they can be tapped, and harvest conditions between midwinter and early spring must swing between freezing and warm in a single day. End quote. And Quebec wasn't the only place with reduced production. Nova Scotia and the U.S. both saw lower outputs due to warmer weather and drought. Meanwhile, people cooking more from home and a growing trend of using maple syrup in more and more alternative recipes and for cosmetic uses like anti-aging creams has all led to the increased demand. 
But don't worry, because Canada is always prepared for such a scenario. The Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers, or QMSP, has announced it will release about 50 million pounds of maple syrup from its emergency stockpile to make up for the loss. That accounts for almost half of the reserve. And if the QMSP, sometimes jokingly called the OPEC of maple syrup, sounds familiar to you, it could be because 10 years ago, 3,000 tons of maple syrup worth 20 million Canadian dollars was stolen in what's known as the Great Canadian Maple Syrup Heist. The year-long con was organized by three individuals who secretly transferred the syrup from barrels into various other containers and only got caught after a routine inventory check. But the QMSP still has plenty in its emergency stores, enough to help us all continue enjoying maple syrup for the months to come. Though, as the climate emergency continues to threaten maple syrup production more and more each year, I do wonder how long we'll be able to draw on Canada's emergency syrup supply before it runs dry. There are an infinite number of reasons to care about and take action on the climate emergency, but... Making sure our grandchildren can enjoy waffles as they were meant to be eaten is a pretty good one. Merriam-Webster has declared their word of the year, and it is vaccine. In the announcement post, Merriam-Webster shared that lookups of the word vaccine increased 601% in 2021 and 1,048% since pre-pandemic. And only about half of that was me looking up if it's spelled with two C's or two N's every single time I write the word for this podcast. The dictionary said, quote, In everyday use, words are useful tools that communicate assertions, ideas, aspirations, and uncertainties, but they can also become vehicles for ideological conflict. The biggest science story of our time quickly became the biggest debate in our country, and the word at the center of both those stories is vaccine. End quote. In keeping with that theme, some of the other most looked up words of 2021, according to Merriam-Webster, were insurrection, woke, cisgender, and infrastructure. Cicada and Perseverance also made the list, which was a good reminder that some fun things happened this year, too. You know, if we have to do the annual lookbacks this whole month, at least we can maybe focus on some of the stuff that wasn't completely soul-crushing. But that is it from me for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotki.org. I am Jackson Bird, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.